My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you hear, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. On 24th November 2013, the first year of the pontificate of Pope Francis, he published an apostolic exhortation that began with these words, The joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encounter Jesus. Those who accept his offer of salvation are set free from sin, sorrow, inner emptiness and loneliness. With Christ, joy is constantly born anew. Normally, when a Pope writes an important document, such as an apostolic exhortation or an encyclical, the first words or the opening words form the title of the document. In this case, this document is titled The Joy of the Gospel, or in Latin, Evangelii Gaudium. Pope Francis then goes on to warn us of this great danger, that is, the desolation and anguish, born of a complacent yet covetous heart, the feverish pursuit of frivolous pleasures, and a blunted conscience. He then invites all Christians everywhere at this very moment to a renewed personal encounter with Jesus Christ, or at least to an openness to letting him encounter them. And he asks us to do this every single day. And Jesus, I cannot help but think of today's gospel. St. Luke writes so well and he reports what went down. And so in the tenth chapter of his gospel, we find the following. The seventy-two disciples returned rejoicing and said to Jesus, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. And Lord, here I can sense the excitement in the voice of the disciples as they tell you what they had experienced. And even what's more exciting is what follows. And by that I mean your reply. We go on to read, Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And then Luke goes on to tell us that not later, not the following day, but in that very moment, you went on to rejoice in the Holy Spirit. In this beautiful prayer that you put in these words, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Amazing. This is the joy of the Trinity. It is not simply some joy, some experience of joy or some happiness, but it is joy itself, happiness itself. And Jesus, this is what you want for us. This is what you want for me. Because, again, you say it. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. And Lord, this is the joy I want. A deep joy that never ends. And I want to experience that joy in this very moment. Not tomorrow, not later, now. And so, Lord, help me realize that there is no true happiness, no true joy 
apart from you, apart from God. It definitely presupposes also a joy in the natural order. The joys that you set before us. And in the words of Pope St. Paul VI, in his exhortation on Christian joy, he says, the joy of life itself, the joy of honest and holy love, the joy of nature and silence, the austere joy to be found in dedicated work, the joy of a job well done, the transparent joy of holy purity, of sharing, of self-sacrifice. The Pope then goes on to say the Christian can purify, fulfill and be identified with his joys. He cannot despise them. Christian joy is granted to those who understand natural joys. And so Jesus, these words of St. Pope Paul VI remind me that it is important to take care of these natural joys, that they are not opposed to the supernatural joys. They only become evil when they are opposed to the supernatural happiness. And I remember this 3D computer animated comedy film produced by Pixar Animation Studios. And the title is Inside Out. And it is a story of the five personified emotions that basically live in the mind of a young girl named Riley. And these emotions try to lead her through life. The story starts while Riley is still in her mother's womb and we are presented with this sort of control room where we meet our personalities, the personified emotions, joy, sadness, anger, fear, and finally, disgust. Each of these emotions has their place. And what's fascinating is that joy is the one who always takes the leading role. She is always the adult in the room. From time to time, one of the other emotions takes control. And as you can imagine, it's always a disaster. The other amazing thing about this movie is that each of these characters is so well done that it only takes one look and you can identify which emotion is represented by that character. For example, Joy has a big smile on her face and big blue and bright eyes and has this bright yellow dress while sadness is blue and sort of with a drooping head and then you have anger who is red as you can imagine when he explodes he is literally red hot and then you have fear who always looks scared anyway and finally you have disgust who is green in color and always looks disgusted. One of the ways of thinking about joy is when I observe Lord in my life, the moments when I experience this joy. I experience it when I obtain a desired good. For example, when I obtain some good grades that I had been longing for and working hard towards. Or when I put an objective like perhaps running a certain distance in a certain time or other objectives that I might have in my life. The moment I obtain them, I always experience this joy. I also realize that the greater or the higher the good that I aim for, the greater the joy, the happiness that I experience when I come to possess that good. And Jesus, this makes me come to realize that 
the greatest happiness I can ever possess, I can ever experience, is that of aiming, attaining, obtaining the greatest good of all. And that is you. Because you are goodness itself. And so Jesus, you are the essence of joy. Joy has also been described as the fruit of love. It is in fact the first fruit of love. And since, as St. John says, God is love, to have you, Jesus, is to find love. And to find love is to find joy. A joy without measure, because you are a love without measure. Indeed, you are love itself. And so, Jesus, help me never forget this important lesson, that to find you is to find joy. Let this lesson, in the words of a friend of mine, be tattooed in my brain that to find you is to find joy is to find love and who better to turn to to help me in my quest in my search in my embrace of this love than our blessed mother mary we call her the cause of our joy because she was closest to you and therefore the happiest of all human beings and so mother mary Help me always be close to Jesus Christ. And whenever I have a misfortune of drawing further away from him, pull me back. Help me get back to our Lord. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.